Welcome to Launched. I'm Charlie Chapman, and today I'm excited to bring you the developer behind the wonderful time zone app, The Limbs, Liz Kilich. Liz, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hello. Thank you, Charlie, for having me. So the original idea for this podcast actually was that like, as new apps came out, uh, I was going to bring people on and talk about their launch. And because this year got so uh, insane, uh, pretty much everywhere, I, I started working way ahead. And one of the interesting byproducts of that is I've been talking to people who have long-running apps and telling their long stories, which have been really interesting. But today, I'm extremely excited to talk about an app that I had on my radar to talk about uh, right when it came out, which I believe was over the summer. And then it just kept getting sort of pushed down my list because I was working too far ahead. And so it actually has been out for a while. But uh, very selfishly, Delims is an app that is like perfect for me. And I just want to see, I want everybody to be using it so that it keeps uh, being worked on. And so I, I'm extremely excited to have you, uh, to have you here to talk about it. Yeah, thank thank you so much. The limbs is it's been around like uh, six six or seven months, so you can you can say it's launched recently. So I think it's a good candidate for yeah. launched <laughs> <laughs> podcast. So yeah, and thank you for the nice uh, feedback about the app. Yeah, uh, thank you for making it. Um, but before we get into the limbs, I want to give everybody a primer on who you are. So the three questions I ask everybody is, where are you from? Uh, do you have like formal education related to what you're doing here? And uh, what was your career like kind of leading up to the limbs? Uh, hello, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> so <yeah>. I, <laughs> so uh, I'm Elis, as you have heard. I'm from Turkey, Ankara. I've been a developer like 10, more than 10 years now. And I have a degree in computer science. Uh, I'm actually the uh, head of product for a software called Kubo in a company called Unscramble, which is a US company. So I've been mostly doing uh, front-end work, but the limbs is a, a side project of mine. So I've been uh, working on this idea for a while and just thought that I need this app for myself. And <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I couldn't find what I want and I just made it. Had you done iOS development before? Uh, I actually have, but it was using React Native. Oh, okay. So yeah. I I haven't done any native development before. That makes sense. So you mentioned uh, this is something that you were looking for for yourself. I'm assuming that. Oh, and actually, I should give I should let you give a quick uh, introduction to what the limbs actually is. Uh, I'll let you give the pitch, and then I'll explain why it works for me so well. <laughs> yeah, the uh, limbs is a time zone app. So uh, the need came from myself, actually. Like I said, uh, our I'm working in a, a multinational company. So we have offices in uh, the US, in India, in uh, Philippines, in Singapore, uh, in Turkey, in lots of places. And I've, I'm working day-to-day uh, -day with those people, with different time zones. And it's kind of a hassle to uh, know when to 
schedule a uh, meeting and know who is working at that time. So uh, I had some uh, needs regarding that. Like anybody would, I search for available apps at that time. And the apps that I found was not in sync with what I had in my mind. So I started working on something quickly in the weekend and I created a web app that's just uh, a stripped down version of the mobile app we see today. So it's basically a bunch of bars and a line. So, but that field, that felt so correct that I want to have that in other people's phones and that's how Dilims came up. Yeah. And like you mentioned, like there's these bars and the thing that's like amazing about it is, I mean, like most time zone apps, you kind of get this list of different time zones that you've specified and you can see like in mine, I have, you know, my current time, which is Central American and then California time and then India, UK, New York, New Zealand, and then Ankara because I was planning out scheduling this uh, call with you actually. <laughs> But what it shows, like I get to specify what times within each one of these zones are important to me. Um, So for me, that's I have almost all of them set to be 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Because that's kind of when people are awake. Because what I want to see is, is the person I'm about to like DM or send an email to or whatever, are they awake right now? Um, And I also use this for when I'm like tweeting something that I want that to me, I want more people to see. Uh, I want to line it up so that the most amount of people are probably awake right now. And it gives you this really cool view. Um, there'll be a link in the show notes and all this is in the, uh, the screenshots in your app store, but you can just immediately see where they all overlap. And then you have this really cool thing where you can like grab this bar and drag it around and change the time and see exactly what time all of the other, uh, zones are in, you know, at eight twenty PM, my time, I can see immediately that it's 7.50 a.m. in India. And there's no other time zone app I've ever seen that seems like it's showing you the concept of time more generally rather than like, this is what the time is right now in all these different places. And that to me is what makes it so different and like really special and cool. Yeah, there's like tons of uh, time zones app out there and most of them just show you uh, local times in different visualizations, right? Some have fancy graphics, some have uh, just the text, some have uh, the analog clock, etc. But none of them work for me because uh, the time bars you see in, on the limbs are a need of mine because some people, uh, most people work different times in our company, right? So some, uh, for example, I work from 10 a.m. to uh, 7 p.m. And a guy I work with in the U.S. works like crazy times at the night. And uh, this is very important for me because uh, apart from having the local time, I also need to know which time frames he is or she is working on. See, and uh, the time frames that you see on the limbs lets you specify these uh, different things or different time slots so that you can immediately see if it's overlapping or not. Right. Like you could have 
waking hours, uh, you know, for like my purposes, but you could also say working hours. Uh, and yeah, yeah. they're all totally like custom and you can sort of bend it to your will. And in all of those cases, you get that. Uh, yeah, you said it like it's where they're overlapping is this like magic time slot where you can communicate or set up meetings or whatever. Yeah, you don't you don't need to know uh, their local time and uh, calculate if it's the right time or not. You just need to know if it's overlapping or not, which is far more easier for me. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly how maybe it's because I'm more like I'm not this like, you know, like a secretary that's really in depth on scheduling everything. I'm thinking in more broad strokes of like, it's the morning, it's the evening, it's work time, it's dinner time, it's bedtime, you know, that kind of thing. And because it's so visual, you get those broad sto- strokes really easily, uh, which I don't know, it's just really cool. Uh, and I really it's been extremely helpful for me for both you know, not so much work things because my, my company is all us based. So we have the complicated four time zones to deal with, uh, <laughs> which is yeah, nothing compared to once you cross the pond, I guess. But, uh, you know, for family members that live abroad, being able to know if it's, if they're asleep or not, um, you, I don't know if this was in the original version or not, but you've added a feature where you can show, uh, when it's like daytime, daytime hours versus uh, nighttime hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually it was kind of in the original version, but it was just using, uh, 6am to 6pm as the daytime and the rest as the nighttime. But now when you set a, a city, it uses that city's location information to calculate the, uh, current days, uh, sunrise and sunset times oh wow so that yeah it's the actual sunrise and sunset times for each city is that is that using like an api or did you like find the algorithms (laughs) yeah it's using it's using a a cocoa pots package called solar yeah nice that's awesome so this started out as a web app and did you say what was your reason for wanting to bring it to the phone so yeah, uh, it started as a weekend project. I built a proof of concept over the weekend and I just showed this to um, some of my colleagues, some of my friends, and they liked it so much. And that gave me some kind of uh, push to make it available to other people as well. And uh, since I've been... Uh, iOS user for so long and I've built mobile apps before. I wanted to create a uh, iPhone app for this. I thought that this is a nice idea. This is a nice implementation. Why not uh, make it available as an app, right? And uh, when I decided to create this app, the first thing that comes to my mind is which technology, right? How can I build this? Is it going to be cross-platform? Is it going to use the native functions? Is, is it going to be Swift, Objective-C, or what? Right. So uh, when I decided to create this app, Swift UI came out recently. Actually, like a month ago or something. Okay. So this was like uh, the year before last summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and I, deci- I decided that... I'm going to use SwiftUI, but I don't know Swift, which is a problem. 
<laughs> I uh, very familiarly, I was about six months ahead of you on uh, coming from React and learning Swift from scratch. So uh, I'm very empathetic to that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I just thought that since so many people know it, why can't I do it, right? <laughs> and I just started to build this and. As anybody would, uh, I came across with lots of problems because I'm. It's a new platform as Swift UI, which was yeah. uh, pretty problematic last year. Yeah, iOS developers with lots of experience uh, were having all sorts of problems, and still yeah. to this day, it's, yeah. it's a very green technology. Yeah, I, I, there, there was times that uh, I would work on a problem like two weeks and finally I would find the solution that it's a bug in the Swift app, <laughs> which is <laughs> That's very the worst. frustrating. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the reasons that uh, it's, it took so long to uh, make it available as an app because it took almost nine months to build the app, which is not fair to say that it's nine months because I, it, the development process was like, I would build some kind of functionality for a day and I wouldn't touch like three months. <laughs> yeah, classic <laughs> size project. Yeah, yeah. And another two days with lots of things happening and five more months passing. So that's why it took so long. And But at the end, I decided that let's make it available. Because the WWDC was coming and I was pretty hyped again. And I decided that why not now? And yeah. That's awesome. It's amazing how much uh, WWDC and having this sort of like central point event can spur so many people to. Uh, it's sort of like you create a natural deadline for yourself. Like, I'm going to get it out before that so that then I can use the new stuff and I'm not trying to finish out this old thing or whatever. That's like a. An interesting, uh, uh, maybe unintentional, like benefit of having a big event like that, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 it makes people hyped up, right? Yeah, uh, you you kind of want to be in the spotlight with everyone else because with WWDC, lots of things come out, and you want to be in the spotlight with those things. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, oh yeah, very much so. <laughs> It's it's like this frenzy of uh, conversation and fun, you know, at least on Twitter for me. Uh, there's just, yeah, there's just so much excitement and everybody's excited about everything that uh, it's, it's fun to get sort of caught up with that. And it's fun to have your own project that sort of makes all of that more relevant to you. Yeah. Uh, whereas at a company, even if you are doing iOS at a company, usually you'd you watch these things and you go, oh, I'm, I'll be really excited to use that in two years when we get to, su you know, support the newer versions or whatever. Um, and so having a side project like that lets you kind of dig in right away, I guess. So you were building it over a pretty long amount of time, um, but not necessarily, you know, 100% of your time over that, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you have like a, a test flight beta or something over that time where you were getting feedback from people? You said you had shared the web app with some friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I think the first uh, test flight was available like the end of last year. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, the previous year, so we are uh, since we are in twenty twenty one, it was available at the end of twenty nineteen. So I didn't touch 
the development for like five or six months, maybe. So <laughs> it was on halt. <laughs> <laughs> Even the test flights got removed. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's like 90 days or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you find having that out there like helped? Were you getting a lot of feedback from like friends and stuff? Or did you make that publicly available or were you just sharing that with people you knew? No, no. I, I was just sharing with one or two people that I know. So it, it's, it was just to show that there is an app or something like that. But I had some help from people I know from Twitter, like James. <laughs> but most of the time, like 95% of the time, I was my own own. That, that's kind of hard, actually. <laughs> Yeah, whenever you're sort of, uh, yeah, you're doing all of your own QA and testing and yeah, yeah it's definitely a different environment when you've been uh, working on with teams for a long time. So uh, in my day-to-day -day job, we have a pretty big team and we have divided. Uh, so everyone has their own stuff. Uh, and when you got stuck, you can ask around, etc. Yeah. When you are an indie developer or you are doing a side project like this, most of the time you are on your own. So that's much harder than doing developments in a team. Yeah, definitely. That was my experience as well. Uh, although it helped that I was on an iOS team with, you know, other iOS developers during my normal job. And so I could, I could go to work and be like, Hey, I'm running into this problem. Uh, what do you <laughs> think? And, you know, m my friends would help me out a lot there. So like leading up to when you were going to launch. So did you kind of, as WWDC was approaching, did you sort of just say, you know what, I want to get this out before WWDC and like set a date for yourself? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, I had a, I had a set time like the, before the WWDC, but I couldn't make it at that time. But I didn't want to uh, push it like a year again. So. Before I create the app, I I had a, a long list of checklists that I want to have in the first version. But I decided that if I want to uh, check every one of these items, it's never going to finish, right? <laughs> yeah. You'll just keep adding so, new items. And, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I decided to mark some point and just let it out and add an update with the new features, etc. That's why I released the first version without some key features that I had in my mind. Yeah, the, the last episode uh, I did was with David Smith, and he he was saying he he has a process where he literally writes uh, like done or so. I don't remember what he writes. He puts a sticky note thing that he slaps on his monitor that says no new features, like no more. <laughs> All you can do now is some bug fixes and get your marketing stuff ready. Um, I think that's somebody something literally everybody has to to fight with. <laughs> yeah, building new features is more fun for a developer, for right? Sure. So yeah, uh, you just want to avoid other things like uh, bug fixing or marketing <laughs> stuff, or uh, you you want to avoid all those things, and you want to create this cool new idea you had in mind your mind that's uh, when you are sleeping last night yep. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> it, it, yeah it it's it seems like it's the most important thing in the world but it's not so <laughs> you have to uh, make a stop somewhere so how did how did the launch itself go then did you do any sort of 
marketing planning going into it or is it just kind of get it out in the store and maybe tweet about it? Uh, actually, I just made it available and just cr- uh, create the tweet and uh, the most marketing thing that I did was sending that tweet to some friends in Twitter and some people that I know in the community that might be interested in Twitter. So uh, I also shared that tweet with uh, some other channels, like some Slack groups that I've been part of, but that's pretty much it. And uh, people like the videos, people like the app, people like the idea, so they just retweeted it. And that was the thing that made it into the radar of other people's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how I found it was somebody somebody sharing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think I I had the same reaction as what you were just describing. It, it was like, it wasn't just that I thought it was cool and wanted to share a thing that I thought was cool. It was almost this like <laughs> very selfish, protective, like, I want this thing to succeed because I've been looking for this for so long. <laughs> um, I actually, ironically, I had been using uh, David Smith. He has an app called Calzones. That's also a good time zone app. And I'd been using that for a long time and it was good for like scheduling things, but I wanted literally exactly what you wrote basically of I've wanted that for a really long time. And so for me, it was like, oh my gosh, I want everybody else to find this so that, uh, (laughs) so that it succeeds. And it seemed like it got a really good reaction from people because it really is just unique, uh, which is always an interesting thing on the app store. Thank you. (laughs) Did you have any sort of, uh, like metrics or goals or was it sort of you just were putting it out there to see what happened? No, I I just wanted to share what I created and having good reactions, having people like it is just a plus for me. <laughs> I'm still I'm still a, a developer by day and in a company, but this is just still just a side project for me. It's still far from having my only job. Right, right. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just nice to see people's reaction uh, like yourself. So you say that you like it. You say that you enjoy using it and you found it useful, which is very important for me and which is uh, and very uh, fulfilling for me. Well, one thing that's kind of uh, funny with this too is, did, did you actually get the, did you get the release out like right before WWDC? No, I didn't. I couldn't. So it was, yeah. that's what I thought I remembered. Yeah. So the thing that you ran into that's a little unlucky or lucky, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it is a time zone app. One of the core features of a time zone app is, is that you want to like look at it easily. And so you, in the original version, you had widget support, but you had widget support for the old, um, yeah, the old iOS widgets, which actually you, you did, you couldn't do that in Swift UI. Could you, I think today extensions, right? Yeah. Uh, I had, I had a widget extension in the today extensions. Yeah. Part of the, uh, old, older iOS. And when they updated iOS, and I saw that you can put widgets in the home screen. It's like a no brainer to yeah. bring it over, right? And it's so much more useful there because you can literally see on your screen, which is what a clock or a time zone app should do. 
and like you had built you built it all in swift ui which is the the framework that widgets worked with so i assume it was i don't want to say trivial because obviously it's work but it's it seems like it's probably a pretty natural fit to move it over there yeah it's it's yeah it's much more much more easier than what other people said <laughs> because uh, i already had the uh, foundation all i had to do is uh, make it available to the uh, today extension today uh, home widgets thingy <laughs> yeah so it's much more easier than what other people had to because uh, if you don't have a swift ui app you had you literally cre- had to create a uh, new view from scratch right right but i just reused the old ones <laughs> <laughs> of course i made some changes but yeah another thing that's really cool uh and it's it's interesting to hear you say that you hadn't done like swifter uh i guess you'd done ios development but not you know in native code before because to me this is one of those apps that's like just really solid feeling um and in your settings screen one of the things i really love is that you have a whole bunch of options for different you know views that you can see and there's like a live preview of yeah of the (laughs) things that you're changing in there which is something that I feel like most people don't necessarily go the extra mile to do because it is work, but it makes such a big difference in understanding what each of those settings do. So I, I've been a UX engineer before and I've been uh, pretty involved with the UX community. Uh, we even had uh, the first UX community in Ankara called UX Minimal. So I'm pretty uh, involved with the UX and uh, the U. User experience in general, and that's why I want to to create the app with UX in my mind, right? So uh, when you use the app, I gave the app to other people and just watched them. What are they doing? And I just gathered some uh, feedback from them, what they are expecting, things like that. And the live thing that you mentioned was a. Uh, feedback from uh one of these sessions oh that's interesting so yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah i just saw the opportunity and uh, just thought that it's gonna be useful for people that that's one of those things that i i don't want to speak for other indies but at least for myself because it's indie development is such a like insular thing i like i'm pretty good about tweeting out you know what i'm working on and trying to get feedback but actually handing it to somebody and watching them use it. Uh, like as soon as you said that, I was like, I think the only time I've done that is with my children. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will give my children the app and let them poke around because I think it's funny. And I actually have learned a couple lessons from that, but I've never done that with other people. I mean, obviously right now I can't really do that with other people, but yeah. that's something that's probably worth kind of going out of your way to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's especially useful if the other people is not uh, tech savvy. Yeah, right. So uh, I I gave my phone to my mother and to see what what she is going and what she is doing on my phone. So even though she didn't understand the concept of time zones <laughs> at, that much, but uh, she gave me some ideas that uh, where my phone is lacking, right? Where my app is lacking. I just recommend this thing that to all the indie developers just give your app to someone who doesn't know anything about your app 
and just watch what they are doing without telling anything, but just watch. <laughs> yeah, that I should be doing that, honestly. <laughs> I, that's yeah. If there's one lesson I'll take away from this, uh, that I think I'm going to actually try and set something up for that because yeah, just, like, cause as I played designer, uh, when I tried setting my stuff up, I'm always trying to think like I was trying to think through problems that people people could run into like my like player screen is sort of weird and i was afraid people wouldn't know how to dismiss it and so i added a little animated arrow to point them down but like i never really confirmed that that was really an issue and maybe there's something else that to me seems obvious because i'm a developer who is steeped in uh, the hig and knows you know ios guidelines but like most people aren't <laughs> and so what are the things that to me are obvious that uh aren't necessarily obvious to others and yeah the best way to figure that out is just hand it to somebody who's totally ignorant of what your app's supposed to do and watch where they fail yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's cool um so the last question i have about uh the limbs is again a selfish one uh is it available on uh apple silicon max because i don't have one yet but yes yes, yes oh man that I, makes me happy <laughs> yeah I, I just made i made it available i also saw a, a comment on uh, the app store that's some people said nice things about how uh, it works beautifully on their mac and how it is yeah <laughs> i i couldn't try it because i don't have a silicon mac but uh, yeah uh, apparently it works okay that's all i mean I have found myself multiple times wanting it on my Mac. Um, one, because widgets like port over really well. And so, yeah, just having the widget sitting there on the side is nice. Um, but then, yeah, also being able to pop it open and quickly drag that line to see, okay, at seven o'clock tonight, what time is it going to be in, you know, the UK? Like, that's a thing I frequently think through. Um or sometimes I'll literally type it out into Google. What time is it in XYZ? Uh, even though I have the app literally sitting right there. And I've I've gotten my habits figured out for the phone. But uh, on the Mac, it would be really nice. So um, one of these days, I'll get one of those uh, M1 Macs. And uh, <laughs> I'm excited to know that that's, that's sitting there waiting for me. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's available as, uh, uh, as an iOS app in the Mac. But maybe in the near time it can be available as a native app. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> very nice. Catalyst or like learning app No, kit? no, no. no. Uh, using SwiftUI. Oh, right. Duh, SwiftUI. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, very you cool. You can use SwiftUI now. <laughs> That's right. Interesting. Well, I am, I'm looking forward uh, to maybe that in the, in the future. So I guess, I guess I'll round this out with uh, asking the question I ask everybody, which is uh, what's a person or people out there that have inspired you and your work that you'd recommend other people check out? Yeah, I I, I can recommend uh, James Thompson, the developer uh, yes. of Peacock, because he's kind of friend of mine <laughs> and he helped me a lot on the development of uh, the Limbs app. So I would recommend him to anyone who somehow doesn't know him. <laughs> so go check him out. Yes, he is. One of the nicest, I mean, I, I've probably said this about too many people, but really, honestly, genuinely, extremely kind person um, and has a wealth of uh, knowledge uh, when it comes to Apple <laughs> yeah. development over a long period of time. So I will give a hard second to that. And if you, you know, if you want a primer on who James Thompson is, uh, one of the 
it was like the third or fourth episode of this podcast uh, I had him on. So you can check that out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so I guess I'll wrap up by uh, asking where can people find you and uh, and your app? Yeah, uh, they can reach me at Twitter with Elis uh, underscore Kirik, Kilich. Uh, they can reach me at my personal website, elis.dev or uh, and they can download Dilims from the App Store. Just type Dilims and press enter. <laughs> awesome. And that's D-I-L-I-M-S, right? Yes. Yes. It's Dilims time zones app. That, that, doesn't that mean it means time zone or means zones in uh, Turkish? In Turkish, yes. Okay. Uh, so the name of the app is... Uh, so when I first decided to create the app, I just needed to type something in the... Uh, Xcode project. Ah, yes. So uh, the first thing was zones, right? And that project went sideways quickly. So <laughs> I had to create a new uh, project. And since zones were already there, I just used Dilims, <laughs> which is awesome. Dilim is mean Dilim means uh, time zone in Turkish, and Dilims means time zones. So kind of a mix <laughs> and later on i just liked the name so i kept it <laughs> and it's a short name that's available on the app store which is always a precious yeah. thing <laughs> <laughs> awesome well thank you thank you again so much for coming on uh, this was really fun i'm glad uh, to get to talk about uh, a new app on here as well i want to make sure i keep doing that so uh thank you thank you again thank thank you again for having me it was really fun <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you'd like to discuss the show, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Chucky C or tweet the show directly at launched.fm. I'd really appreciate a rating or review in Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, or whatever your podcast of choice happens to be. And you can find show notes and more at launched.fm.com. Launched.fm.